Hi. So I want to talk about Kristen Smart. Because her case has basically been like, wow, a lot of stuff has happened in the last couple days. That's been like an actual big positive for this week. Um, And since I just was screaming about the true crime community, I figure why not? Uh, By the way, just a tangent, if you listen to my episode I did previously where I was ranting about the true crime community and part of it is like people of them like making videos about child abuse but like it being basically like trauma porn and just like them yelling about it because it makes them feel good and not anything that's helpful and it is extremely triggering for someone who's actually for anyone who's a child abuse victim or anything um you're looking for like an example of that just check out stephanie harlow's channel she had a video on a mom named lisa snyder and the video is extremely triggering like big big trigger warnings though she talks um at length about a a a way that you can a way that you can die by suicide um that has to do with the case, but it goes, like, really in-depth, and it really didn't need to be that in-depth, and honestly, the case itself is solved, like, the mom has been arrested, so, like, it, yeah, if you're looking for an example of what I meant, that's exactly what I meant, like, that was just her ranting for an hour to feel good about herself, and honestly, just triggering the fuck out of me, (laughs) by talking about, things about suicide, and, yeah, it was just, it, that was all, that was too much. Um, but now I'm going to talk about Kristen Smart. So, I think I mentioned her on here, like, months ago. Because I can't remember when this was. I think it was in, like, October, November. Um, I listened to the pod, this podcast that is really, really good about the Kristen Smart case. Of course, what the name of it, I can't remember right now. Um... It's like something with backyard in the title. If you if you Google Kristen Smart and like podcast, it will come up. It is really well done. The host does a really great, really good job of being like detailed about her case and going into all of it and putting all the information out there um, while also being very respectful to about her and to her family uh, at the same time which is really nice to hear but yeah if you ever want to know about her case in depth please listen to that pot it's amazing it's so well done um so basically this week the person that uh everyone knew killed her was finally arrested so um, and his dad, which is, like, amazing. I'm honestly, like, still, like, almost in shock that he was actually arrested because it's just, it's always been so obvious that he was the one that did it. But, like, the Kristen Smart case has so much police misconduct. Oh, my God. Just, like, fair warning before you listen to that podcast that you're going to want to stab so many different police officers, um, 
that were involved in her case and just want to shake them and scream at them about why they are the way that they are because it's it's so horrible um I'll try to like I have to recap at least some of it to explain like this whole story but I've heard of this this case has been around forever like I feel like I watched at like a dateline or something like that about her when I was in like high school college age like that time is like really blurry when it comes to like memory stuff for me but I just remember hearing about her for a really long time um because she died in 1996 like labor not labor day memorial day weekend of 1996 it was her it was the almost to the end of her freshman year of college she went to cal poly um and she basically she went to a party that night um it was like you know memorial day weekend so a lot of people at the school weren't there a lot of students went home to visit family or whatever for that weekend or was just like gone because it was a long weekend we get off on the like the monday after labor or memorial day as part of the holiday um and so she went to uh she wanted to go to a party she went to a party at like a you know like a i don't know if it was like a frat it was like a house party basically she went there she got drunk um she got really drunk. She was walking at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. She was on her way back to her dorm. And she was last seen with this guy named Paul Flores, who is so scary. And he was, like, he was, like, aggressively hitting on a lot of women at the, a lot of the other women that were at the house party. Um, There was a guy that was at the house party that, like, talked to Kristen for a couple minutes in a ba- in the bathroom and um they just happened to like he was going in the bathroom when she was leaving it and he said he was being like super possessive of her like asking if they like did something when they were in the bathroom together no they didn't <laughs> like the dude thought that he was her boyfriend at first but then afterward but he remembered that afterwards it was Paul Flores who was being like that about her um but Paul Flores's story was always that he, that him and this other girl, they were, like, walking back to their dorms, and that he helped Christian get to her dorm room, and then went back to his dorm, and that was it. But, like, we all know that that's not actually what happened. Um, there's a lot of evidence that goes into why that is, and honestly, one of the things with the podcast that does a good job is that it interviews a lot of women that were around Paul at different ages, and he is, like, the scariest guy. He is that guy that, like, will just, like, like, you know the videos that have been going around on social media lately of, like, men, like, following women around when they're, like, out in public somewhere, and or they're just, you know, trying to walk down the street without being harassed? And there's, like, a guy, like, following them around and, like, keeps talking to them and won't leave them alone. Um, that is him to, like, every girl. Like, nobody, no girl liked him. Like, they interviewed so many people that were so, um, 
just like freaked out by him. And so I don't want to go completely into it, but you get the point. He would, he's like this, that scary dude. Um, and at some points during like the case, like, uh, like they brought at some point, I don't remember how long it took. It took a while, but they brought in like, uh, cadaver dogs to the dorm room that of Paul's and the only room that the dogs like, um, registered anything in was in his dorm room. And his roommate was gone that weekend because of it being Memorial Day weekend. And his room was the only room, and they, and they like, double-checked it multiple times. It was the only room in all of the dorms that, that the cadaver dogs registered at. And the police, like I said, the police in this case were, like, literally absolutely useless. Like, the campus police, like, wouldn't even let her friends, like, report her as missing for, like, days because they're like, oh, she's just what the police always say, like, oh, she ran away, oh, she's somewhere else, oh, she's just a slut, blah, 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 um, it's pretty much what they said, and, but, uh, but they, like, did, like, the cadaver dog thing, and then they did question Paul a couple times, like, right after it happened, and his dad a couple times right after it happened, but, like, 1996, like, Paul hasn't been invest, like, interviewed, by the police, at least until, like, this week, probably, and past, like, May of 1996 or something, um, has just refused to talk to them ever since, but also, the police literally did, like, jack shit, like, so when you go through, like, the whole process of this case, and you listen to the podcast, it becomes extremely obvious like, what happened, like, this is one of those stories, like, whenever I talk, think about police misconduct, I always think about, like, these, like, cases like this that have been unsolved for a long time, and that a lot of them are like that because of the police fucking it up, not because, like, the person who did it was, like, somehow this criminal mastermind, (laughs) because Paul Flores was, he had help, but he was not a criminal mastermind at, at all. They could have figured this out, like, 25 years ago, when basically, when this happened. But they just didn't. Um, because, like, his family, oh my god, his dad is so abusive and, like, the, so, like, misogynistic and everything. Like, he has a sister and um, she moved away and I'm sure she's just glad to be away from that and um Paul's mom I'm like interested to see what happens with her because there's stories about like when it happened originally that so basically like his parents are still technically married but they don't like they don't live in like the same house but I don't think his dad would allow his mom to divorce him because he's like super controlling like that And so, like, whenever the dad wants to, like, have sex or whatever, basically, the mom has to, like, basically comply. Um, Because, like, at the time that this crime happened, they lived in two separate houses. And the police didn't realize that at first because they are technically married. But it's like, yeah, they're married, but they live in different houses and have different lives. It's just that he is super controlling and won't let her actually divorce him. 
um, she's definitely a, a victim of serious abuse, but at the same time, she's known for a long time. Like, she, I don't think she knew when it first happened, because basically when it first happened, like, Paul was interviewed by the police, and she told, like, the mom told people that she knew from work that, like, the night that the killing, like, that Kristen died, like, the night that it would have happened, um, all of a sudden in the middle of the night, uh, Ruben, who is Paul's dad, all of a sudden just, like, rushed out and left, and she knew it had something to do with Paul, but she didn't know, like, what it was and what happened, and neither of them would tell her what happened. Um, she obviously figured it out later, because, like, the, the public has always been on Paul, and they, they've just always known that he was the one who did it, so it's pretty clear later on what happened, and she became, um, she became complicit later on. It was just the first weekend or so, the first few days afterwards, she didn't know because of how, how misogynistic his dad is and how he made Paul like that too. Yeah. Like they wouldn't tell, they wouldn't tell his mom until they absolutely had to. And probably still would tell her like at least as possible because she's just a woman and she doesn't need to know these things and blah, blah, blah. My, like her, his, okay, so he was arrested and his dad was also arrested for accessory to, for murder. His mom has not been arrested yet. And my like only hope, well, I have many hopes for this case. The number one one is that they actually find her body because yeah, their family, her family really, really deserves to have her body back. Um, but the other part of this that I really want is, or I'm hoping maybe will happen, is that maybe now that Ruben, who is Paul's dad, is in prison, and she's, like, actually away from this dude that's been abusing her for, like, ever, that maybe, maybe she can, she can almost have, like, the poison start coming out and realize, like, what they've done, what she's, like, what she helped them do and will like talk to the police about about it like she could be like it's been a she's been in that family for a really long time like it's been 24 years since Kristen died and they were together for like 20 years before that so she's been with this dude for a very long time so it's very possible that she's too like entrenched into the like the abuse system of their family to be able to for that to happen but I just never give up hope with people, especially people in abusive situations, that him being, that Ruben being in prison will, like, maybe help her be able to get the space from him to realize, like, I need to protect myself, and the fact that Kristen was an innocent, like, 18, she was, like, 18 or 19 year old girl. She didn't deserve to be murdered by her son and have her like and have the whole thing be covered up for all this time um it's just awful uh but basically to sum up the case ever pretty much as soon as it happened everyone knew that paul didn't go back to his dorm he took the very intoxicated christian back to his back to his dorm room to try to rape her 
he probably raped her and she fought because he had a black eye afterwards that he lied about to many people about why he had it it was one of those situations where every time somebody asked him where he got it from he said a different story so she definitely would have fucking fought because she didn't want to do anything with him and um and then killed her in his dorm room um and then called his dad in the middle of the night when he realized what he did and got his dad's help with one of his dad worked at um i don't know if he still does before he was arrested but his dad especially at the time worked for a like telephone company where he had like a route where he would go through this route and like check all the different telephone lines in a certain area to make sure that they were still working so he had like a van so he like the general idea was that his dad came in the middle of the night helped him like get her body out of the dorm room into his van and um and moved her somewhere else and that's essentially what the police said when they arrested him was that that's basically what happened um they're also investigating paul flores for him raping other women because there's no reason why he would stop just at that one especially since he got away with it for all this time and of how fucking scary he is there's no way he was going to stop with that um geez but yeah so so the thing that's so infuriating about this case just as a for instance the police never fucking like searched his like his parents houses or anything until like 2016 i'm not even kidding <laughs> like they didn't actually so like a month or so ago i think it was like a month ago there was a big thing about um the fact that the police were at ruben's house his dad's house and they were like digging around in his backyard and like taking things and and doing all this stuff for a couple days and then you know like a couple weeks later to a month later they both get arrested so they obviously found some things but that was the first time they ever even did that like she's been missing for 25 years basically almost 25 years everyone has known since like like the first time that like as soon as she was found missing right away everyone knew that paul flores was the last one who saw her that he was an extremely creepy dude that was trying to sexually assault women all the time that she was drunk and he was the last one who was alone with her and then she just dis- fucking disappears like everyone knew as soon as it happened in 1996 that he did it but it took until fucking 20 years later for them to even go to his house and there's still like some things with his parents that they have never there's one house that they still haven't checked out yet that they really need to check out but it's like why did it take you this long um during the like part of the podcast there's this one part where somebody who was just like a local person like a person who just happened to hear the story about Kristen and was like so mad at the police not doing anything because they did basically literally absolutely nothing for like 20 years um that there was at one point he was there was he had like a there was like a town meeting about because he was trying to get the you know the thing the police always say like that they won't release um 
any information, like, any documents from their, from, like, their investigation, because they say that it's still, quote-unquote, still an open investigation, but, like, what the fuck, they literally did nothing for, like, 20 years, how can it still be open, you're not doing anything, so, like, uh, Kristen's parents and this guy, this local guy, um, they, like, tried to make some things happen with, like, legally to force the police to show proof that they were even doing anything on her case to justify them not, like, giving, like, some of the information out to people like her family and this reporter guy who started doing this who would actually give a shit about it and actually work on it and not just sit there and do nothing. And so there was, like, a, like a town hall almost thing about it where he went and they didn't get to look at the evidence, but that the police had, but when he was there, he, like, it was, like, at the police station, and he went into the police station to get his, like, jacket before he left, and he said that he saw Paul's dad, Ruben, like, in the, in an office of one of the, like, someone who's, like, a considered superior police officer, I don't remember what, like, rank he had, and he was, like, he had his, like, feet up on his desk, and they were the way that they were both talking, they were, like, super relaxed, so it was obvious that they, like, knew each other and were good friends, and they, like, didn't expect him to come back in there, because he was about to leave, and then realized that he forgot his jacket and had to go back, and he saw them and said, like, oh, well, that explains everything, and they both, and he said they both, like, tried to cover up how, like, relaxed they were when he, like, went to walk, and when they heard him, when they, and then when he left, so, I have to believe that's true because otherwise there really is no reason why they literally did absolutely nothing. Like the campus police hardly did anything because they basically just kept assume like a like basically like doing the thing that campus police always do like oh she's just like a floozy, uh she's a slut, she is she just ran away, she's just off somewhere and you don't know her as well as you think blah blah, blah until they realize oh she's actually gone. Um, and then they did a little bit, but really nothing. And then the police for like the city took over and they also did absolutely nothing. The only thing I can think of is that that makes sense. And I feel like his dad with how like misogynistic and abusive he is, it makes sense that he would be friends with police officers because that's how cops are. Um, like I said, this, this story is beyond frustrating. Oh my God. But, um, the one part about the podcast that I listened to that, like, I probably talked about it on here months ago, back in, like, October, November, when I first listened to it, because it still freaks me out. So, when Kristen was killed, the police didn't know at, at the time, at first, that his parents were living in two separate places, because they were, you know, married, so they didn't realize that his mom had like her own place so his dad lived in his house the house that he still lives he still lived in until he was arrested like the house they went back to his house um the day that they announced that they arrested him and paul um and were looking for more evidence underneath his porch so whatever they're finding there is important but so his dad had this house and his mom had this other place that she lived in, um, and, uh, at the time, 
like one of the interviews that the police did with Paul when he was being interviewed by them a few times, like right after she disappeared, he like one of his friends mentioned to the police that he said something to one of them like, oh, I got to go and help my mom lay like some concrete down at her place. And then like later on made like a joke about how, oh, yeah, I like hid her body under concrete. So that's, like, one thing that's, like, okay. But the thing that really, really scared me, that still freaks me out, just because it's so fucking creepy, and, yeah, is, okay. So his mom, his mom moved out of that place and for some time and rented it for a couple months to this family that moved in. And they had no idea what was going on. Like, they didn't know that they didn't realize when they first moved in that she was like the mom of Paul Flores who everyone knew as the suspect in the Kristen Smart case um they realized it because they got some mail that was meant for Susan's mom of like people sending her angry letters and stuff (laughs) being like talk to the police about what you know and things like that so they figured it out but the way they figured it out oh my god first off they found this like earring in their garage in the garage and like the garage was was some of where the concrete that they laid down was and there was just this earring in there that looked like it was for somebody who was young um they gave it to the police and the police say they fucking lost it they lost the fucking earring so that's one thing um so then there's this other the thing that's like the big thing though is that um so there are these like flower beds they had in their backyard, but they like put cement, they like put cement under the flower beds. Why would you ever put cement under the flower beds? Like, how are you ever supposed to grow flowers if there's cement underneath? Like, if you put a plant on top of them, it can't get into the earth so that it can actually like stay alive because there's cement underneath it. Um, so when this couple this couple didn't stay at this place for very long and because they were also very scared so there was a couple times when like the hus the husband had a job it was a, a married couple and the husband had a job where he would uh, travel sometimes and be out of town for a couple days and so th- when that happens like the wife had a hard time sleeping without him there um so she started hearing this watch going off like it's she said it sounded like a watch alarm like you know when like when you would set an old school alarm on something and you hear like a beeping noise and she said there was one night when she heard it and she looked around everywhere for it and couldn't find it and she was so freaked out that she like asked one of her friends to sleep over the next day and um they heard it again in the middle of the night at like four and she said it when she was on the podcast she's being interviewed um she said that it was at like 4 30 in the morning and they looked they like went across the grass and they're like um in her backyard where they could hear it they could tell that it was outside in the backyard somewhere and they couldn't find it that she said the closest they got was that they would go they would get up to like the flower beds where there was like concrete flower beds 
and they could hear it and they could tell that it was underneath the concrete but they couldn't get to it and after a little bit of time like the alarm just stopped going off so the time of when the alarm started going off is the scariest part because Kristen Smart when she was in college when she was like her freshman year she got a job as a lifeguard and since she was like the newest person hired she had to do the shifts that nobody wanted to do so she had to work like the morning shifts at the pool at like for like 6 a.m or something so her alarm on her she had so her mom in the podcast in like an earlier episode talked about how the last time she talked to her she was like complaining because she was gonna have she was tired from having to get up at 4 30 in the morning for her um for her lifeguarding job and so when the person the lady who like rented Paul's mom's house for a while said on the podcast that the alarm kept going off at like 4 20 a.m every morning she didn't understand she knew the the she knew that by then about Kristen and that she was missing that her landlord's son was the main suspect but she didn't she didn't think that it would be that because why would a college student like get up that early in the morning because she didn't know that Kristen had this lifeguarding job but it's like the fact that that watch went off at 4 30 in the morning and that is the time when she would have to get up to go to work and that it was like the sound of it was underneath these like concrete flower beds and it makes no sense why they're why you would make a flower bed out of concrete um yeah after that that freaked me out so much the first time I listened to it that I like couldn't sleep that night because it's just oh my god like she heard her fucking watch alarm going off and so the police so the police to this day so far at least have not um gone to that house and and like checked that flower bed area for like with cadaver dogs or to see if they need to dig any anything up um they went back to Ruben's house twice so there's obviously things there that they're finding but they haven't said what it is but I swear to god if they don't find if they don't find her body at Ruben's house his dad I want them to just please just go to Susan's like place and dig around back there because if her body isn't down there they at least put like her like personal belongings down there because there's no other thing that that watch could possibly be like right after that happened the couple that lived there just moved out because they were so scared and were like this is really bad um but yeah after that it's just you just there's no other reason why that would have happened and it's too much way way too much of a coincidence for it to be other anything other than that but it's like insane that it's been 25 years and the police still haven't gone to that house even though that story is out there that they still haven't gone to that house to like see if they should check out the backyard like they just got to the dad's house like a month ago it's just what could possibly have taken you this long (laughs) 
They're the only suspects. Everyone knows that he did it. Everyone knows that his parents helped him cover it up. It's like, what are you doing? Like, especially because they try to act like they've been working on the case all this time. You haven't been doing shit. It wasn't until, like, the, the podcast that I listened to came out in, like, uh, it came out last year. So it came out in, like, 2020. Um, but before that podcast came out and put it and became, like, a big hit and put the case, like, in the news and they started getting a lot more heat about them doing nothing. They were basically doing nothing. Um... But regardless, I still can't believe that Paul and his dad have finally been arrested because it's just, like, people have gotten away with it for that long. It's hard to imagine when it would finally happen, especially considering the cops are so fucking corrupt and didn't do anything for so long. It was hard to keep, like, I had to keep the faith that they would finally do something, but, um, until it actually happened, it just seemed like they were never going to do it. They were, like, never going to go to his parents' houses and actually look. It's so frustrating because everyone knows that there's something there. Like, everyone knows that story about, like, the watch alarm beeping underneath the floor, a flower bed and everything. And that there was an earring there that just, like... Like, the earring alone would, you would think, would be enough for them to want to, like, dig up this, like newly concreted areas that they added to their house for no discernible reason um and see what's underneath it but like they just lost the earring and didn't do anything and they still haven't gone back to that house and actually looked like um at one point like the his uh, paul's parents like tried to sue Kristen Smart's parents for some dumb bullshit. They're ridiculous. Like I said, the dad's really abusive and controlling, so he would hate the fact that her parents would always be, like, asking, like, where the fuck is my daughter? Like, I, we know you killed, you helped, your son killed our daughter and helped cover it up. Um, and, but they're stupid because part of the whole thing with, like, civil cases even is that there's discovery where you have to share all of this evidence from both sides and your attorney can like ask you to do things. So the attorney asked them like the smarts, like the, her parents attorney asked them to like use ground penetrating radar in the backyard to, because there's certain areas where like, um, the people said like neighbors and stuff said smelled like really bad. Like it would, if there was a dead body there and the, days after Kristen disappeared that the police had still never done anything about. Um, so they, like, did the whole ground-penetrating radar stuff, but the only areas where they didn't use the ground-penetrating ground radar are the two areas where, like, the flower bed is and where there was, like, this garbage can that the dad, like, got rid of, like, the right after Kristen died and people in the neighborhood smelled, like, his neighbors and stuff said like it smelled really really bad like you would imagine a dead body to smell um and so like the two areas where there's been things that make it seem like there might be a dead body down there are the the only two areas where uh Paul's parents like attorney didn't use the radar that would have proved if something was down there 
Oh, my God. And, like, the fact that, like, still, as far as we know, the police department, even though they arrested Paul and his dad, they haven't gone back to his mom's house and done anything yet. And it's like, will you just, will you actually just do that? Because there's enough stories about things that are going on at her house to check it out at this point. Like, please. In a press conference, they were like, there needs to be evidence. Okay, but, like, you're stupid. You haven't done anything for so long. Like, at this point, you should probably take some tips from the public because they've actually been paying attention to this case for the last 25 years and give a damn. And you guys barely can, like, figure out a way to give, like, one singular shit about what's going on to this girl and her family. (sighs) But either way now, Paul is actually fucking arrested. He got arrested and charged with, like, rape and, or for murder. Because the rape, there's like, there was, like, a statute of limitations on rape in California when that happened. So, but who cares when he was charged with first-degree murder? He doesn't have bail, so he can't get out of prison until the trial. Um... And his dad was charged with the accessory to murder. He was given a bail. It was like a $200,000 bail. However much, it would be like $20,000. Like in collateral, someone would have to put up in order for him to get out. But like, he's not out yet. Like they had like a, like an arraignment hearing today. And he, that the pod, like the podcast on Instagram is um, doing all these live streams about all the things that are going on with them. Because they're considered press. So they get to, you know, and they're just posting it so everyone can see it. Um, it was nice seeing his dad wearing, like, the orange jumpsuit. And it was really nice seeing, like, their, um, their mug shots. It's, like, this amazing feeling to know that they actually got arrested. It's always so frustrating because they should have been arrested in 1996 when this happened. Like, it's been really obvious that this is what happened to her since that time like why did it take 25 years for them to finally get off of their ass and actually like find enough evidence to prove that this is what happened to her like everybody knows what happened to her and it's especially awful because they're also investigating Paul for other rapes that he did and the women that were raped by him wouldn't have been if they just would have done what they were supposed to do in the 90s and arrested him for this 